Baba, we, we come now today on this last day of January. Jenga bantwana bako, njengo mzimba, wenko osu Jesu Christu. Ibanza oletile mstabe nuguti through us, you may gain access into rest of humanity. You bless nations through us. You touch nations through us. And Father, we thank you that everyone who is part of this uh, uh, Zoom connection this morning, they are on your mind. They are part and parcel of that which you want to do and accomplish in the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, family, I want you to turn with me in your... Uh, you're representing different families as you sit there. And uh, I thank God for you. Now, I want you to turn with me to the Gospel of Luke, chapter number 22 in the New Testament. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 22, verses uh, 31 to verse number 32. Luke 22, verse number 31 to verse number 32. Now the Bible says in that particular passage of scripture, I hope all of you in actual fact are there. The Bible says, Simon, Simon, Satan has made a request to have you. Satan has made a request to have you. He has sent an application. He wants to have you back to himself. Those kind of conversations happen in the spirit. Simon, Simon, Satan has made a request to have you so that he may put you to the test as grain is tested. But I've prayed for you that your faith may not go from you. And when you attend again, make your brothers strong. Simon, Simon, beg our Satan, Okufunile. Okuba aksunge njengo kolweni. Kepa minangi kungusele. Okuba ukukolwa kwako kungapeli. Wenake ngausu pendukile. Ukinise abafowe. I want to talk with you, Bazoni Namstanje. We are on the series of um, the End Times Church. We will let go of that when the Holy Spirit releases us from there. But as for now, we are going to talk about that. Uh, this morning specifically, I want to address uh, the church we are meant to be. The church we are meant to be. There is a whole lot of things, of course, that you can discuss with regards to that. I want to focus on just one thing which I'm going to cover with you this morning. Understand that at any given time, as an individual, as a couple, and as a family, the enemy, remember when he, he, he tempted Jesus on that hill, the Bible says he took him on the apex of the mountain. And after the Lord Jesus had defeated him through the conversation that they had there, the Bible says he left him until an opportune time. Until an opportune time, an opportune moment. So from time to time, 
there is an attempt from hell to see if the wall has not gone lower, to see if the gods have not dropped in our lives, to see if um, through various ways and means he cannot claim us back. Of course, there are people that by now the enemy knows that they, are gone, they have gone beyond the borders. They, he, is, um, he can then try in one way or the other to deceive them, but he can never have them. As much as we can never guarantee because a human being is a human being. There are people that we know that we felt that they were in a place with God. That it would be impossible for the enemy to gain access into their lives. But uh, at the very end, at what we would call the final hurdle, they fell and the de- devil possessed them. And he lifts them up as trophies in hell. Uh, so, but we are trusting God. So understand that the enemy, the process of sifting is an ongoing process. Every opportunity, every temptation that comes uh, presents a, an, an opportunity for him to sift, to see if he can again place his fingerprints on your soul and possess you back to himself. I'm going to come back to that. Now, um, I don't have too many scriptures because I just want to read these and then I'm going to talk to you. Maybe I'm going to read this and maybe one more that I'm going to just weave it all together uh, in Jesus' name. Now, I want you to turn with me to the epistle of Timothy, the second one. The second book of Timothy, chapter 2, verses 15 to verse 19. Second uh, Timothy chapter two, verse fifteen to verse nineteen. Now the Bible says, "Make every effort to present yourselves approved to God, a worker having no need to be ashamed, guiding the word of truth along a straight path." But avoid pointless chatter, for it will progress to greater ungodliness, and their message will spread like gangrene, among whom are Hemenias and Philetus, who have deviated concerning the truth by saying the resurrection has already taken place, and they are upsetting the faith of some. However, now I want you to listen to these following lines. To me, they are some of the most powerful lines we'll ever read in the Holy Scriptures of God's Word. Now, this next line says, However, the solid foundation of God's... The solid foundation of God stands firm. Let me repeat that. However, the solid foundation of God stands firm, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are His. At any given moment, when we wake up in the morning, the Lord knows those who are His. I am a very observant person. Uh, one of the things that you must be aware of 
is the fact that when a church has a thousand people membership in attendance on a given Sunday, the the numbers in the church building they they never correspond with the numbers in heaven. The numbers that we have on our database that we would call these are Christians in our church, those numbers, they hardly ever tally with the numbers in the heavens. Because the Bible says he does not look as man does. This is why we must ensure that every single person who is a part of a church is converted. They are in repentance and they are walking in line what we, you and I call in alignment with God, with the will of God. Because it will be a pity. It will be very sad. This is why when you watch these movies uh, about the end times, about the apocalypse, uh, when there is uh, the rapture, you find that there are people, a number of people, including the preacher, is left behind. You would have watched the series Left Behind. When the trumpet sounded and uh, the people of God were taken up uh, to meet the Lord in the air, in those movies, it hasn't, it hasn't happened yet. And uh, when it happened, there were, Lord, there were a number of people within the church building who were taken to be with the Lord. But there were a number of them who were left uh, on those seats wondering what has just happened. That's what I'm talking about. At any given moment, always realize that the number of Christians uh, on earth does not what we call, when we do uh, nations, they call census. And then they would group different religions uh, and then they would say in South Africa, South Africa is a Christian nation because these are the numbers of Christians, of those who lean towards the Christian faith. Now those numbers, they never match. Now, I want you to understand from there are, there are a number of so-called Christians in our nation. There are a number of Christians, people who, who lean towards. Now, just understand the language I'm using, who lean towards uh, Christianity. Uh, so they, they prefer Jesus. Does not mean that they are in relationship with Jesus. They would feel what I felt when I was about 12 years old. I felt sorry for what Jesus Christ went through on the cross. But he must remain on the cross. He must not come down and tell me what to do. He must remain stuck. The nails must be in his hands, nail in his feet. He must not walk in my direction. He must not move his hand to begin to shift and change how I do life. Now, most Christians in the earth today relate to Jesus in those terms. Now, I hope that you know, I would believe that you understand because you're part of Kingdom Embassy House, that of the millions of people who aligned with Christianity, most people who call themselves Christians today in 2021 they design their own rules of how to walk with God. They design their own rules of how to walk out Christianity. Please understand that family. 
I know you know this, that the, the version of Christianity in 2021 has us as both players and the ref. Christians, the, ve- the version of Christianity in 2021, Christians are both uh, players in the game and we are our own ref. We determine how we are going to do this life. We determine how this must be lived out. That's not how the Lord God had intended for this life to be lived. And also, by now you understand, Bazalwan, that Christianity is in the main about obedience. Christianity is about obedience. The Bible is very strong with regards to us going to church on Sunday. And uh, when you hear me talking about Sunday, because the Lord has given me that very strong in my heart, part of what I am called to do is to call you out of the, of the church building into a, a Christianity that changes culture wherever we are. It changes how we do marriages like you've always heard me speak. So as much as the, 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 the Word of God is very strong on, on us meeting on Sunday, but I want you to understand that the end times church is strong outside the church building than we are in the church building. So understand that the highest form of uh, serving God, the highest form of worship, when you and I go to church, we saying millions say we are going to a house of worship you you would have had that sesaya enzini yokdumisa sesaya enzini yokkonza sesaya enzini yokphamisa unkulunkulu but i want you to know in your blood in your very bones in your marrow like fire burning in your bones in your blood that the highest form of worship we said this couple of times the highest form of worship is being obedient to the lord in a church building or in a restaurant or anywhere your feet lead you where you find yourself and where you meet the enemy in that corridor when you obey god there you are worshiping him you are considering him worth your life with your obedience you're putting aside what you would prefer as a form of worship paying homage to the king of kings in that corridor in that room in that hotel room you are worshiping the lord in the face of the enemy you are, you, you choose jesus obedience says i choose so obedience is the highest form of worship. Then last week we said, obedience itself, I use the words, I said, the, the, the epitome, the nadir, the acme, the apex of obedience is when we lay our lives down for the cause of the gospel. When we willingly die physically for the sake of the gospel. That's the highest form of obedience. We also realize that there is a level before that, which is death to self. 
And the Bible is strong in that, whereby we let our ego, we lay it on the altar, we lay our pride on the altar, we lay our rights on the altar, we lay our way, our preferred way of doing it down on the altar. You remember the song by um, this gentleman? It's one of my favorite, uh, I think he's gone now. Uh, I just His name misses me, but he, he had an amazing song, which I realized later was faulty. I did it my way. I did it my way. Frank Sinatra. I did it my way. When you get to a place, there's a place with God that you reach where your way is surrendered for his way. Where, see, your way could be informed by a lot of research, by a lot of academic understanding of the world, by whatever it is. It can be backed up by a lot of intelligence. But there comes a time in life where my way must be placed on the altar. That's the highest form of worship. Where it is surrendered for his way. Now say, Lord, I chose your way. So understand, family, obedience, the highest form of obedience is when you chose to give your life. It's blood flowing. But there is no one on earth today who will give their lives for the cause of the gospel. If we haven't done the level just below that, which is death to self. Anyone prideful can never die for Jesus. Anyone with an attitude problem can never die for Jesus. When the Lord says, on a daily basis, pick up your cross and follow me, that is dying to self. If a grain is left on its own, it's, it's, it, it does not achieve much. But when it is planted, it multiplies, it's, it's death to self so that much can come. So I wanted to understand that family. That in 2021, they, they seem as if there are two types of obedience. I don't know if you have tasted uh, Sprite Light and Sprite Concentrate. There is obedience concentrate, which is 100% obedience. And there is obedience light, L-I-T-E. I don't like <clears throat> excuse me, anything that's light, whether it's a soup or it's a cold drink or anything. If it's light, it's just, it's watered down for me. It's not real. I never want to do anything with uh, anything like, unless it's per doctor's uh, directions that you do so. But there is obedience, which is concentrate obedience, which is 100%. And there's obedience, which is light, which is, which is very weak. You and I, we obey God in many things. But how many of us obey God where it really counts? Where it counts. I may obey God the entire week in in small things like we said last week. But there are moments, crucible moments in life where everything hinges between life and death. Where at that point in time, irrespective of my obedience previously, if I were to miss him in that particular moment, I may as well undo everything and every other type and form of obedience I've been part of before. So, 
the Lord is raising the end times church that will not give God a light obedience. But it's constant. I don't know what, we have, what kind of drink we have been offering the Lord. What kind of drink we have been offering Him. We are trusting God that He gives us the grace to obey Him. In the 21st century and beyond in this year, 2021, going forward. We are trusting God that He's gonna, we're going to hold His hand. He helps us as long as there is a will in you to walk with Him. He will give us the grace to obey Him in Jesus' name. Now that's why, family, the scripture says, The Lord knows those who are His. The Lord knows those who are His. Now, I gave you a scripture when we started. I want to now tie this together. The enemy has requested to sift you as wheat. Now, I want to explain what that means. The word to sift means uklunga. Uklunga, it means to separate. It means to determine the quality of something. It's to sift. Uklunga, We have entered a sifting season. I want you to know that. We have entered a sifting season. We are commonly sifted. It's a sieve to sift. Sefo. Okfunega ko kunga sechenzi sa salanga pezo. Okfunega sechenzi sa kuyesha mbochenda kubesenzats. The the enemy does the sifting. He is very good at using that sieve to sift, to distinguish, to separate. Now I want you to listen to me very very carefully, Bazalwane. I want you to understand where the sifting takes place. The end times church is going to be very big in what I am about to discuss with you this morning. The end times, the last breed of Christians in the earth, the, lo- the, the people who are going to usher in the the rapture, the second coming of the Lord, they are going to be very big on this. The sifting happens in what we call internal conversations in our heart between you and the enemy. Between you, the word of God, and the devil. When the enemy took Jesus to that high mountain, that experience was going to determine what was going to, what was going to happen in the rest of, of humanity. There was a conversation that the enemy triggered in Jesus when he commanded him to do certain things. He was triggering a conversation inside of the Lord Jesus. The sifting takes place in those inner conversations. So you will realize that it's not always about the fact that I don't have, you know, this lack of money, uh, it's joblessness. It's not about the, 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 the tribulations and the tests and trials I am going through. It's not about being single. 
It's not about the sexual temptation that is happening. Those things are a means that the enemy uses to trigger a conversation within yourself. Listen to me, family. He triggers a conversation within yourself. And it depends on how we handle the conversation. Those things that we go through, you find yourself that there is something wrong with your bank account. Uh, there is just something, there's this whole lot of stuff happening in your life at this present time. Those are triggers. They trigger a conversation in our life. Now, family, this is what you need to understand. It is how we handle those conversations that begin to determine, that begin to sift that begin to separate people, the enemy presents a lie to sift us, to separate us from fellowship, from covenant, from the Lord. And the Lord God presents truth to sift us from the lies of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Bazlon, I wanted to follow with me this morning. I want you to follow with me. If we lose those inside the inner conversations, there's a lot of triggers for those. Anything that you see happening in the world has been triggered from an in, internal conversation. Anything that you will do physically, externally, visibly, practically, it's because you have either worn an internal conversation or you have lost an internal conversation. Let me repeat what I've just said. Anything that you and I are going to do in any sphere of our lives, when you get up from the couch, anything you are going to do, how you relate with one person or the other, how you interact with a situation, will be determined by whether I have worn that internal conversation or I have lost it. This is the reason if you, if you see weak Christianity, weak Christianity, it is as a result of lost conversations between us and the enemy. That's what the enemy did in the Garden of Eden. The serpent triggered an internal conversation inside Eve herself. He said to Eve, has God truly said that you may not take of the fruit of any tree in the garden? That's all he said. Now that triggers an internal conversation. In verse 4, the enemy says, death will not certainly come to you. He tells her that death will not certainly come to you. For God sees that on the day when you take of its fruit, your eyes will be opened and you will be as gods, having knowledge of good and evil. There is no way in the Bible where it says uh, Satan instructed Eve to go into the tree and take its fruit. 
There is no way in the Bible where it says the enemy gave a command for Eve to disobey God and eat the fruit. All that Satan had to do was to trigger an internal conversation in the heart and mind of Eve. And he did, he did not push her to the tree. He did not hold her hand and stretch it to grab the tree. He did not open her mouth for her to put the tree in there. He only had to trigger a conversation inside of Eve herself. So what kind of church family are we meant to be? What kind of Christians are we meant to be in 2021 and beyond? I want you to understand this. Now, I'm going to carry on on this conversation theme because it's important for us going forward. The church that God is raising, listen to me, Bazalwane. The church that God is raising does not just carry a Bible in the hand. But the church that God is raising carries God's word in the heart. Let me repeat that. The end times church is not big on being seen with the Bible in their hand. The church, the end times church is being on carrying the word in their heart. You will realize very soon why the heart is important because that's where conversations are. So, the Bible is the word Biblion, which, which basically means many books. The 66 altogether. That's where you get the word Bible from. Biblion in Greek. When you're faced with the enemy, when the enemy visits your garden, because all of us have a garden in your life, symbolically, it's a garden. And uh, sooner or later, if he's not already there, present, triggering a conversation in that garden, sooner or later the enemy shall come in your garden to trigger a conversation. When that time comes, he, you are not required to know the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation. When that time comes, you are required to know a word. That's what Jesus did. He did not quote Every scripture from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. When the time came, when he was on that, in the apex of that mountain, only the word that Jesus had kept in his heart, that determined the conversation, whether it was won or lost within himself. When the enemy said, whatever he said, that the Lord Jesus, it is written. It is written. It is written. So I want you to understand that the end times church is not big on just carrying the Bible. We know the Bible. We must know the Bible. Make it your mission to read the books of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. But you must be bigger on having the word in your heart. Because it's the word that's spoken through your mouth by faith. It's the word that is referred to uh, by Paul the Apostle as the sword of the Spirit in the name of Jesus. Where is the 
is strong on the word of God. It's the word of God that is issued, is believed. It wins every battle. It wins all conversation within us. We win in here before we win out there. We win in here before we win out there. We are victorious within before we are victorious without. We are triumphant within before we are triumphant without. We lose within before we lose without. By the time you fall into that sin, by the time you do anything that the Bible says you do not do, you have prior to that, moments before that, you have lost the conversation within and you have yielded and you have given him ground and you have given him authority. So the church of the end times is very strong in the word of God. It's not about how much scripture we know. It's not about the head, head knowledge and intellectual understanding of scriptures like Mam Kabasha said a problem on Wednesday. It's not about the dissection of the Greek and the Hebrew. As uh, important as those are, the hermeneutics and all the things and the stuff that we do so that we can present uh, uh, in the right manner. But it's not in the final analysis of things. It's not about how much uh, scripture we know in our head. But it is about the degree the word of God influences the internal conversations. To what degree does the word of God influence the inner conversations within us? When the enemy presents a situation to us, what conversations are happening within us? In Psalm 119, Verses number 142. It's one verse. Uh, King David, he writes that psalm. He says, Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness. And your law is truth. Your law is truth. Differently put, your word is truth. Your word is truth. Jesus put it this way. He says when he prays in that beautiful prayer in the, in the book of John, chapter 17. He says, sanctify them through thy truth. In other words, through thy word. Thy word is truth. And thou hast sent me into the world. Even so have I also sent them into the world. Jesus is saying, sanctify them, or sift them, or separate them through the word. It's the word of God, family, in the name of Jesus, that does the sifting. On the inside, a Christian, a child of God, is very big on winning the inner conversations. Because the word of God is hidden. In the heart, it determines, it determines what we do out here. The end times church has a special relationship with the word of God. The end times church 
has a special relationship with God's word. His truth is my truth. His truth is my truth. It is my truth. It is my reality at any given time. What the word of God says, it is my reality at any given time. The end times church are those people who are loyal to God's word. We are loyal to God's word. God's word is our truth. Somebody said there is only one truth. There is nothing as, uh, you know, somebody else as as their truth, and this one has got their truth, and there is only one truth. The rest of it is just your opinion. The word of God is supposed to be our truth. Our truth. The enemy is big on presenting situations to you that will cause you to have a conversation in your heart whereby you will have to choose the truth of God's word or the light. By the time you step out and you make a decision, it is based on whether you have chosen God's word to be your truth or you have chosen the lie of the enemy. So family, I wanted to understand that. And ask you a question. What is your truth in the situation that you are facing today? In your lack, in your sickness, in whatever temptation that you are facing right now, in your storm, in your tribulation, what is your truth? When fear comes, what is your truth? When pain comes, what is your truth? What is the conversation that you have with your bill when the bill comes what conversation you have with such things what conversation does your invoice trigger in your heart what conversation does your marriage when certain things seem not to have to be happening on the outside what conversation does that trigger in your heart the word of god is our truth David continues to say, uh, Psalm 119 verse 11, In my heart I have hidden your word, so that I may not sin against you. Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your law is truth. Another translation, listen to me family. Another translation says, I have kept your sayings secretly in my heart, so that I might not do sin against you. Now listen carefully. I, I love this one. It's a Wycliffe Bible. He says, In my heart I heed thy speeches, that I do not sin against thee. In other words, I've hidden in my heart your word. It's called your sayings or thy speeches. In other words, listen to this Bazalwan. I have hidden your conversations, your sayings, your speeches in my heart to keep me from from sinning. I have hidden your conversations in my heart so that they become my conversations. I have hidden your conversations, your sayings in my heart. So that they inform the conversation in my heart. 
the end times church has a different conversation to the natural world. The end times church has a different conversation with trials. The end times church has a different conversation with storms. The end times church has a different conversation with tribulation. When things come, our, tribul- our, our, our conversation is different because when the enemy triggers a conversation, I have received the sayings of God. I have received the word of God. The word of God has determined the conversation. The conversation in my heart is all different because it is his conversation that has taken over the contents of my heart in Jesus name Satan speaks to both the world and the church you must always remember that but it is two different conversations that he deals with when he deals with the world it's it's one set of conversation it's it's all menangkosi uh, whatever that the world says it's it's a it's it's a speech it's a conversation that's based on faithlessness. It's unbelief. The church of Jesus Christ has a, a different conversation. When that serpent steps his foot into your garden, it's a different conversation than the one that Eve had with him. The end times church has a different conversation with the devil. The end times church. Babazawani, get this. The end times church. The, our conversation is not informed by social media. It's not informed by, by the news. It's not informed by the reports that we get given. It, it's not even informed by the so-called facts. You know, the world has what they call facts. Jesus dealt with facts a lot. When... Lazarus was dead in the grave for four days. That was factual. But the church of Jesus Christ interacts with the world on the basis of truth. The truth of God's word. What is the truth in your situation? We understand the facts. We see the bills. We see that uh, financially things are not going as they are supposed to. But what is your truth in that situation? We see the doctor's report. We see, remember that song, whose report shall you believe? In other words, what conversation is going to dominate in your heart? Whose sayings, whose speech, whose word will determine the cause of your life from this point onwards in the name of Jesus? Flow with me if I'm about to close. In Jesus' name. We have a different conversation with the world. From this point onwards, you will be triggered. You will look at different things and fear is going to come. And there is a conversation that's going to be triggered in your heart. 
but understand that we are God's people. We are his inheritance. We are the ones for whom Jesus did. When things begin to happen and you receive that diagnosis from the doctor, a conversation is given and it says, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. That's the conversation. When things begin to happen and the conversation in your heart says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When they intimidate you, when there is a uh, people are uh, saying a lot of things, sending you messages, uh, threatening your very life. A conversation is different. The church of Jesus Christ has a different conversation with the devil. It says, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, said the Lord. In the name of Jesus and the Lord speaks to his people. This is why we, he says, King David, I have kept your word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I might not sin against you for I, the Lord thy God, will be your right hand. That's the conversation. I will be thy right hand saying unto you, fear not, fear not. For I will help you. Fear not, you women Jacob and you men of Israel. I will help you. Sayeth the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Let that be the, the conversation in our hearts. When he steps his foot into your garden. We, don't, we are not giving him what Eve gave him. God is raising different types of Adam. When he comes to your garden, he finds a different Adam. He finds a different Eve, washed in the blood, filled by the power of the Holy Ghost, full of revelation, walking in kingdom revelation and understanding and knowledge in Jesus' name. We are different family because our conversation is different in here. We are different because we win in here before anything happens out there. I'm about to close. The solid foundation of God stands firm having this seal the Lord knows those who are his and James as I close he tells them as he writes he says submit yourselves therefore to God resist the devil and he will flee from you the only way we resist that devil family is when he comes, he, he tries to, 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 to strike a conversation. He finds you speaking a different language. He finds you speaking prophetically. He finds that your very soul is imbued by the sayings of God, by the speech of God, by the word of God. We resist the enemy by speaking a different language. The language that the enemy hates is the language of faith, is the language of God's word. It's the language of the truth of God's word. The Bible says he is a liar and he is the father 
of lies. By the way, you and I are of the truth. Whatever affects the world and circumstances and situations present to you, I want you to know that the promises of God, this is our truth. This is our reality. We trust God until God shows up until God shows off for our sake, until God is glorified in that situation, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to pray with you, family. Win those conversations, anything, as you stand up, even after this service, anything, something is going to trigger a conversation within you. Let the sayings of God Inform the conversations in your heart. Mm. In Jesus name. Now father I thank you for your people this morning. In Jesus name. I thank you for a race. For a, a people. A group of people who are full of God. A people who walk in kingdom revelation. Yes, a, ki- a people who are going to embarrass the enemy. A people who are going to humiliate. The, the enemy at every turn in the name of Jesus. We humiliate him in our marriages. We humiliate him in our relationships. In every area, we embarrass the enemy. Why? Because we are speaking the language that he does not know. And Father, I pray for your people right now in Jesus' name. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for strength. I pray for those who are sick in their physical bodies. I pray, Father, for a miracle in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. I pray, O oh God, for none of us shall die before our time. I pray that you bring relief yes. in Jesus' name and you heal your people. Let this word be proven to be right. For you have always done this. We have always uh, coupled a testimony with practical demonstration mm-hmm. for us to know that you are a great God. So Father, I thank you in Jesus' name as we begin this new week. Cover your people. Cover families with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Cover our children. Cover our grandchildren. Cover, oh God, and protect all that we own in this life. For all that we have is for your glory. We come against any freak accidents. We come against premature death. We come against anything that's going to cause us to be incapacitated such that we don't fulfill destiny. So I pray and we bless your people in Jesus' name. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Bless your family.